Welcome to Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I am your host. This is one of our Dad Talk episodes where we talk to a dad out there about being a dad. And I'm excited that you've joined us. You know, we do two podcasts every single week. On Thursdays, we release a Dad Talk episode, which is what you're listening to right now. And on Mondays, we release an episode where we talk to an expert about something to help you as a dad or as a partner or as a man. And, um, and so thanks for joining us today. You know, I started Positively Dad earlier this year as a resource to be able to help dads. My wife and I have a seven-year-old. Her name is Naomi. In fact, she's on our Monday episode every week. She comes on and talks for a little bit. And, uh, you know, when I found out I was going to be a dad, I looked for resources to help me be a good one, right? I go, well, what makes a good dad and how do I grow and, and, and how do I know if I'm doing stuff right and all that kind of stuff. And just most of the parenting things out there are for moms. There's not a lot of stuff for dads. And so that's why I started Positively Dad. And we do these two podcasts. We also uh, have a blog at PositivelyDad.com. And then we're all over social media, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Positively Dad. Just search for us. And I trust that we're adding value to you. The feedback's been good, and we love hearing from you. And today, we're going to talk to a dad. His name's Taryn. He lives in North Carolina. And Taryn's the dad of two boys. And um, he and the mother of those boys have separated recently, and now those boys are over 500 miles away from home. And Taryn and I talked a little bit about what it's like to be a long-distance dad. Why, what, you know, what was important to him about becoming a dad and, and being a role model for his boys and being engaged in their life? Because as you'll hear, his dad was not really engaged in his. And, um, and now that his two sons are over 500 miles away, what does that look like? So that's what we're going to talk about today, and why don't we just jump right in. Taryn, thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out. Hey, it's my pleasure. Yeah, so, you know, we do these dad talk episodes once a week where I just find random dads that are just out there being dads and talk to them, and I found you on Instagram with the pictures. You got two little boys. Tell us a little bit about your family. Oh, wow. Well, I have a beautiful, beautiful family with my two young kings, I call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest is uh, Cecile Lamar, and he's uh, five years old. And my youngest is Noah Lamar, and he's three. Um, I gave them both my middle name. I didn't want them to, to live their life uh, explaining how to pronounce their first name to everybody all the time that I go through. So uh, I was able to kind of give them my middle name, and we call ourselves the Stubbs Boys, and, you know, just really been able to just really come together and just have a good time enjoying fatherhood um, because there's no book to it. You know, there's, there's no guidelines to say, hey, this is how to be a father, this is how to be a good one. So I'm just going along with the flow, and I hopefully that's uh, is working for me. Well, it seems like it is anyway, and that's you know that's the whole reason why I started Positively Dad because I said I want to be a great dad, and there the, just weren't a ton. There aren't a ton of resources for dads, right? And so. Um, you know, that's why we started this. And I think you're going to add a lot of value to the dads who are listening. Tell me about just what's the, what do you love the most about, you know, being a dad to, to these two young boys? Wow. Wow. You know, honestly, I have a ton of things that I love the most uh, about it, honestly. Um, and I've been really trying to figure out exactly what's the best thing about being a father. Right. And sometimes I'm like, yo, the best thing that I like about being a father is I can see myself and my two young boys. And um, I have such a big split personality, right? So I'm a MBA graduate, corporate America guy during the day, 
and at nighttime, I'm trying to see what's going on with the whole city. And uh, unfortunately for me, my son are both of those. And I can be able to sit back and see myself in those eyes of my young guys and just really be able to, to give them things in which um, I necessarily didn't have growing up mm-hmm. uh, and feeling good about that. You know, so uh, it, it's, it's being able to take a look back at my boys and, and just seeing me in them. Uh, and, and lastly, is just really giving them an opportunity, right, to be put in a successful spot uh, and, and as well to be able to give them something that uh, I didn't have, uh, I might have wished I had. Uh, but to be able to allow to do that now, man, is, is really a blessing and this gospel. Well, what's important to you about that, to be able to provide for them in ways that, that, you know, that were just different than you experienced growing up? Yeah, I think, you know, I think you have one or two ways to look at it. And, and I talk to a lot of guys all the time when we talk about fatherhood. Uh, you have some guys who, you know, who didn't have a father there who uh, will have the mindset of, hey, I didn't have a father, so my kids really don't need one. I'm fine. I'm perfect. Right. And then you have other situations in which it's like, Hey, you know, I didn't have a father, but if I had a father, this is what I would like for them to do. Right. The, the random trip to Dave and Buster's or to a game hall, the random trips to the ice cream stand, a random trips to the mall and, and being able to point out some shoes and, and just being around the father. Um, we call ourselves uh, having guys night or men days in which uh, we just get together, order a pizza, uh, get some ice cream, bake some cookies, mm-hmm. uh, and really just sit down and watch PJ Masks or whatever cartoon <laughs> movie that's on. And mm-hmm. we call it Big Boy Day, right? And just yeah. being able to share that time uh, with them and just show them the guidelines of, of responsibilities of, of being a man uh, with my two boys and responsibilities of understanding your responsibilities. And mm-hmm. they probably don't grasp that at all. Uh, they're probably just having a good time eating up all the sweets uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> inside the house. Uh, but to me, it's like, you know, it, it gives that that closure, honestly, uh, that well, I had you, for, for not having a father there. Yeah, you're laying the foundation. And you answered part of my next question was, was your dad around when you were growing up? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So so my, my father was not around uh, with me growing up, and uh, I did have a stepfather. And uh, so and it was kind of a little different because my stepfather is a great man, absolutely great man, uh, but he didn't have his father either, right? So he was just playing what he felt is a good father, you know, based off him not having one, right? So it's a, it's a huge cycle that I feel like fathers have, right? And, and unfortunately, it's a, it's a cycle that needs to be broken. Right. And it's a cycle that that really needs to to be re-energized when it comes to our community, when it comes to us raising our kids. And uh, now he didn't teach me a lot of life lessons, but he was there at every ball game that I was a part of. Like he took me to every practice and I appreciate mm-hmm. that so much from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was a lot of things that I wanted to kind of grab out of him that I did not get an opportunity to grab from him before uh, my mom and, and him separated. Uh, but my father, my true father, he wasn't there when I was growing up. Um, but the strange thing about it, and, and this is what I really love, um, is that when I had my kids, right, um, my father and I relationship just blossomed. And it came out of nowhere, right? And my kids get so much of that fatherly instinct 
that I wish that I had growing up and they're now getting it from him. Right. Yeah. So there's so, a blessing on the other side of it. It sounds like it's, it's a, it's a blessing on the other side. And, and honestly, truthfully, I just want to be honest with you. I don't know how I will be as a father. And this is just my experience, right? I don't know how I will be as a father. If my real father was there every day, right? Maybe the blessing in disguise is for me to understand and kind of break this curse uh, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, being a good father to our kids so they can understand what a father is and, and what their role is supposed to be and how they're supposed to be supportive. Maybe what I went through is to help out my boys, right? And right. and for them to receive all the benefits from uh, myself and from my father now is just a joy to take a look at. And, uh, you know, I, I'm appreciative of uh, of the gift and the curse. I really am. Yeah. Well, you said to me uh, when we were talking about having you on that, I mean, the biggest challenge is right now is that you and and the mother of your boys, you're not together. Yes. And yes, and so yes. now you're, you know, you're a single dad and they're spending time with mom and spending time with you. And yet here you want to break this cycle of a yes. of a dad who's not engaged. Talk with me a little bit about yes. what that's like right now. You, you know, honestly, um, it, it's, it's very simple. All right. And, and, and this is why I say it's very simple. It's because there's no excuses. Right. It is no excuses. I have brought two handsome, very smart, very intelligent young men in this world, right? And no matter what goes on in this world, I have two responsibilities, and that's to make sure that I prepare them for life the best way I can. Now, when it comes to their mother and I, uh, we love each other to death, and and we're super happier now that we are separated. (laughs) And uh, she moved uh, a couple states away. So uh, Ashley is 563 miles for me to get to my son's, right? Mm -hmm. I know it like the back of my hand because I traveled that at least once or twice a month. And people are like, oh, man, you travel that far once or twice a month? Why? And I'm like, why not? Right? <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know. Well, if you're going to break the cycle, you have to do that. Right. You have to do it, right? And, and with technology the way it is now, I FaceTime my, my young men every day. Uh, actually, my oldest does his homework while I'm FaceTiming him and I'm, and I'm cooking dinner or meal prepping for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, on weekends, they know that I'm coming for them. Um, and, you know, at, at first it was hard. At first it was hard because I was so used to coming home after a long day and sitting down and, and having both of my boys just jump on my lap and wrestle with me and hang over my neck and watch PJ Masks or whatever that's on Disney Channel. Uh, and, and that's how I got my, my rejuvenated of, of a long day. Uh, so it was hard at first, you know, coming home and, and not having that, right? Um, but I had to understand something, and uh, I didn't understand it until I was sitting in the barbershop, and one of the older guys kind of went through some similar situations that I've been through, and uh, he didn't know what I was going through, but he was just talking, and he said, you know, when you're a single parent, one thing that the hardest thing that you have to get over and you have to get over quickly is is knowing that you're going to miss some things. but they're also going to miss some things on the other end. So I'll tell you a quick story. Um, so <laughs> I talk about this all the time. Uh, my son had a loose tooth, right? His first one, my oldest. And I'm so excited about a loose tooth because I can't yeah, wait to be the tooth fairy. 
right? I hear you. I hear you. I can't wait to be the tooth fairy. I'm I'm sitting here asking questions on Instagram. What is a good amount that you put on the pillow? I'm I'm doing all this. And by the way, some people pay a crazy amount. When I ask that question, (laughs) I'm getting people saying twenty dollars. I go, I count the teeth. We're not doing twenty (laughs) dollars. No, we're not doing that. Exactly. Right. And so I'm super excited, right? He's saying, Daddy, my tooth is loose. And I'm looking at it, and you just don't know the pressure that I was looking at the time frame. Like, man, I hope this tooth doesn't come out when I'm not around him, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And and it bothered me because I'm like, man, my son may lose his first tooth, and I'm nowhere to be around. I have to cash out his mother some money to put on the pillow, and hopefully he wakes up and see it, you know? Um, And and it bothered me for a couple days. And it just so happened that I had an extra week off, and I went up to uh, uh, their place of residency, and um, his tooth came out on my watch. Mm. His, his tooth came out on my watch. I was able to take pictures of it and send it to his mother and be like, hey, his tooth is out, you know, and all that good stuff, and uh, go to the ATM. And uh, I gave him $5, by the way, okay. which is yeah. way overrated for that tooth, I, uh, you know, yeah. but I was just super happy. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know what? I'm with you, so I, I, I totally get it. And, uh, you know, just to be able to experience that, right? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was with him when he lost his first tooth, but he lost his second tooth. And guess what? I wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. His mother was. Mm-hmm. But I had to understand that sometimes I'm going to miss some things. Mm-hmm. And I had to understand that sometimes she's going to miss some things. But I also had to understand overall that at least one of us is going to be there for it. Right. And I think that is the greatest lesson that I would tell anyone who's been in a single, you know, who's been a single parent who, you know, is, is going through a separation and they spend time with the kids. The best advice I would say is that you're going to miss some things and it's okay. Yeah. Because you're also going to see some things on your end uh, when your time comes. Right. So how do you balance being a dad versus being the guy who comes in and takes them out to get pizza and ice cream? Like, you know, how, because you, I, I imagine what happens is you get you get down there or wherever to see them, and you yes. know if you haven't seen them for a couple of weeks, you want to cram yes. two weeks worth of time into into three days. So yes. how do you balance yes. that? Still being a dad and and teaching yes. and and mentoring and loving on them, and then doing fun stuff too. It's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing. The hardest thing is understanding my time frame with them. And also understanding that I have to embed some good ethics and good morals in it as well, right? And I don't want my whole time frame to be embedded in teaching <laughs> because that's going to suck. You know, nobody's right. supposed to have a teaching lesson for a whole weekend and some right. days, right? Because their right. father's there all the time, right? Um, and and I want to say that's the most difficult thing. And, and the reason why is because of my status as a father now. It's totally different than when my mother was raising me, right? My mother hardworking lady, didn't make a lot of money, uh, but everything that we needed, it was taken care of. Uh, we didn't get a lot of stuff that we wanted, but we understood that stuff that we wanted may not be what we needed, so we grew up differently, right? With my kids, fortunately for them, uh, they're blessed to have a father and a mother who, you know, who has their career set up and, and really, you know, has the time to and the resources to do a lot of these extra things that I never had the opportunity to, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do I teach them the fundamental basis that I feel made me the man that I am, which I think I'm a pretty good guy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Without spoiling them too much. And with the time frame that I do have, it makes it very difficult, 
right? So, um, honestly, you know, I, I try to split it up some good times when we're out eating pizza. I like to break it up and have little deep conversations with them and then back off and then do it again uh, because those morals and those ethic principles are much indebted, right? Uh, and, they, and they are much needed. Uh, but I also need for myself, my selfishness, and I will say this uh, very loud and clearly and, and respectable, my selfishness, I want to see them smile, right? That's my selfishness. And sometimes, uh, it'd be sometimes I'd probably need to discipline them. <laughs> but uh, in my soul, I need to see them smile before I head back down the road. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, uh, that is, is bothering me right now when it comes to the time frame and the discipline aspect and making sure that they're receiving everything in which they need from me as a father, uh, as a disciplinary action and a teaching lesson, but also a father in which they can come to and rely on and, and not feel as intimidated by me as well. Yeah. What kinds of deep conversations are you having with them? Oh, wow. Um, the, right now, uh, especially with my five and my three-year-old, um, it's all about respect. Um, and I'm a huge guy when it comes to respect. Uh, the the yes, ma'ams, no sirs, the hey, definitely pay attention when someone's talking to you. Um, and right now, the biggest lesson in which I'm teaching my boys, and I think it's a valuable lesson, but it's just a lesson of looking another person in their eye mm-hmm. while they're talking to you and while you're talking to them. Right. Uh, the sense of uh, of confidence um, is what I'm teaching them right now. Right. Um, so when we're talking, I say, hey, look at me in my eyes, talk to me. Right. And uh, so they're talking to me or when someone grabs them or wants to talk to them or pulls them aside. I want them to, to stand up firm, look in the eyes and really understand mm-hmm. and comprehend what someone is giving to them. And I know they're young and I know it may take a little bit uh, you know, longer to, to cooperate, but I want to make sure that they do that, you know. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I do small things, right? By if I'm going through the drive-through of a restaurant, I make them place their own order, mm. right? I, I roll down the window on their side and I say, hey, you know, tell the lady what would you like and make sure you say please at the end. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives them their sense of belonging, that big boy type thing. Like, hey, daddy, I'm a big boy, right? Yeah. Right. And and if they believe that they're a big boy, then it kind of cuts back with some of the crying and some of the spoiledness that goes along because. I can always say, hey, man, I thought you was a big boy. So when do you turn this switch on and off, All right? And then they say, Daddy, I am a big boy. I was like, well, okay, well, you know, sweep up those tears and, mm-hmm. and, and let's go ahead and be a big boy about this situation. And uh, so it's working for me right now when it comes to that. Sometimes it doesn't work as easy, but right. uh, but uh, that's what we're doing now. Those are some of the lessons in which I'm trying to teach them now. That's that's great. And so what is there something on your mind as they get older that you think they need to know or something that – you know, you're, you guys are uh, 500 miles apart. You're a single dad. I mean, the, what's on your mind that, that is, that maybe keeps you up at night or has you nervous as, as your boys get older? Uh, man, uh, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. Uh, you know, it, it's just real tough raising men uh, right now, you know, and um, I'm a supervisor at my location. I have a a whole slew of uh, employees and um, of men and women. And I see work ethic is just shrinking right now when it comes mm-hmm. to this new era, you know, and this new, you know, new ages of of uh, our personnel just due to technology and due to advancement, right? And so 
the biggest lesson that, you know, and the biggest thing that I really want them to gain as they get older is the understanding of having a strong work ethic and not giving up, right? Yeah. yeah. I could easily give up. I can easily come up with some excuses about, hey, why well, I can't see you as much as I want to, right? I can always say, well, you're 563 miles away. Like, it's mm-hmm. tough, you know. Your mother shouldn't have moved that far. Or, mm. you know, it, it's not just situations that, you know, I can come up with a million excuses about not doing my responsibility, which I need to do. Right. And so I want them to understand the, the aspects of work ethic and I want them to understand the uselessness of excuses. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing that I want. And um, I have to remind myself of this. Right. Because it gets it gets lonely sometimes and, and it, sometimes it gets to me that my boys are not here all the time. And it kind of gets to me about maybe a lot of times at first it was what will other people think? Am I doing a good job as a father? based off what other people's reactions are, right? And one thing that I had to grasp with myself, and this is this is what keeps me happy, is that at the end of the day, no matter what someone says, that you're a great father, that you're a bad father, no matter how many likes you get on the picture, no matter how many comments you get on there saying, oh, how cute it is to see this, no matter what, the only thing that really truly matters, and it really doesn't matter what their mom or may say, right? The only thing that truly matters to me is that when my boys get to a certain age of maturity and maybe have kids of their own, when I'm out having a beer with them or I'm out just eating lunch with them, I want them to look at me in my eyes and I want them to say, Dad, you did everything that you most possibly can to set us up for success. If they yeah. say that to me, I have fulfilled my job as yeah. a father. And they are the only ones that can give me that confirmation. Right. No one else. Right. No one else. Right. They are the only ones that can give me that. Now, even like when you reached out, you know, you see the pictures and everything. That's great. I'm, I'm so happy and exonerated that, that, that you guys did reach out, right? But my fulfillment will come. Yeah. When they From reach them. that maturity level, when they look at me in my eyes and they tell me out of their mouth right. about me and my efforts of being a father to them. Yeah. And they say, thank you. And dad, you did a great job. And it sounds like you're doing that. So let's wrap up with this. What yes, sir. advice based on your experience as as a single dad who doesn't, you know, your boys aren't with you all the time. You're 563 miles away. What advice would you give to the other dads out there who are experiencing that? Don't lose focus. That that joy that that you had throughout the whole pregnancy, the joy that you had when you went inside the hospital, um, or the, when you got the news that the baby was here, the joy and the excitement that you have, don't lose sight of that. Because one thing that the world would do, and one thing that people would do, with, and and uh, everybody feel like they turn to get you, they will do anything possible to make you lose sight of the true overall goal. But the true overall goal as a father is to make sure that you are doing whatever you can at the best of your ability 24 hours out of the day to make sure that your kids are being set up for success. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what obstacle that you may have to go through. Because even if you go through that obstacle and you don't get the time or you don't get the energy that you want it to have, 
those kids will grow. Those kids will get an understanding later in life. And if you don't put forth effort, they will understood. They will understand that you did not put forth effort. If you put forth effort, they will understood your effort and what you put in place. And they will recognize you for that or they will fault you for that. So don't leave anything up for any excuses. Don't leave anything up for any grabs. Handle your responsibilities the way that you need to handle it because your kids love you. And no matter what's going on, they're going to look up to you no matter what someone says or how someone else says it. Be a father to your kids and be strong to them and and take away any excuse that you most possibly can have about you not being there with your kids. I love it. Well, Taryn, I appreciate it. This was a great conversation, and uh, I thank you for taking time out to join us. A lot of lessons learned about, you know, raising kids, raising boys, being a single dad. There's just so much there, and 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 oh, how much you should give if the tooth fairy comes. I mean, we learned a lot today, so I do appreciate you joining us very much. Thank you. Thank you so much, and this is absolutely wonderful what you're doing. Let's go ahead and praise and and give high fives to fathers out here. And uh, it's, it's something that uh, is kind of hard-pressed, but it's good to see great men like yourself really pushing forward and making sure that they get recognized the way that they should. So thank you. I appreciate you. Hey, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you. And we learned so much today. You know, there's so many families out there that, that the story is just like what we heard today, right? That we're uh, not close by. We're out of town. We um, and, 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 and the, the dynamic of the family just, you know, is one that's not the same for everybody. And it's nice to hear the perspective of a dad who really cares and is working to make it happen, wants to break the cycle that existed in his family and, um, and is truly engaged in what's going on. And I think you heard a lot of things that he's proud of and some things he's working on. And, and I trust you got value out of today. You know, my goal with the Dad Talk episode is just to have real conversations. And so if you or somebody you know would be a great fit for a dad talk, just email me, james at positivelydad.com, and let's connect and have on and have a real conversation. We've had some really great ones. In fact, I'd encourage you to go back in wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go in and and look at the older episodes of, of Dad Talks or any of our other podcasts and, and, and just you know see how those might be able to help you grow as a father as well. I appreciate you listening. I really do. Uh, again, check us out online, PositivelyDad.com. We'll have our expert podcast come out on Monday, Dad Talk every Thursday, and we're on social media at PositivelyDad.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on Positively Dad. Have a great day. Bye-bye.